in the studio. Welcome back to the Three College Guys in the Studio podcast. And this is episode one of our podcast. Woo! <laughs> I'm Eli from The O Show, in case you're coming over from The O Show, alongside my friends Alex and Cameron. We don't have as much clout as Eli does, but it's nice to be here. <laughs> I do. I mean, I... I did a lot. I did some work on the O show. I did some production. Yeah, there was production. That is the voice of the one and only creator of all the intros for the show, in case you're wondering. Oh, you don't have to. (laughs) And does it count if I requested some songs for the O show? That counts, yes. Uh, All right, cool. Because you're one of few people that actually requested songs. (laughs) All right, there's my contribution to society. He requested Stairway to Heaven the previous week it had been played. <laughs> and then the following week, he requested Tiny Dancer by Elton John. And it had been played like the week prior as well. <laughs> he requested- no plagiarism. I just like the same songs that other people have he's to like. Re- he's a recycler. His family recycles. Save the planet, man. For those of you who don't know, I am the host of a show called The O Show on my, uh, my college's radio. Uh, from Webster University. It is the Galaxy Radio. And I got into doing that. And that kind of led to this because obviously I'm not there during the summer and I wanted to do something with my friends over the summer. Gore luck for life, baby. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. And so we decided why not put together a podcast with, there's some segments from the O Show, but a lot of new stuff too. And this is going to be a lot of fun. And I hope that those of you coming from the O Show will pass the show along. And those of you who have no clue what the O Show is, welcome to the Three College Guys in the Studio podcast. Yeah, this one's way worse. <laughs> We're basically just going to talk about what we enjoy talking about, do segments, and it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. I'm predicting a lot of random things to talk about. And so I hope you enjoy. I hope there's no technical difficulties like that one week. Yeah, and hopefully there's no technical difficulties. <laughs> what week are you alluding to? The week where the song he was playing disappeared and then magically reappeared right after he'd already played another song. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or the song, the the week that uh, I tried to play Angel by Aerosmith and it played Dude Looks Like a Lady. <laughs> Those are actually uh, the same song, funny fact. Um, I don't know. A lot of people don't know that, but they're the same song. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's kind of how I got into podcasting. That's how I got into this podcast. And I guess, I don't know. There's not much of a story. I just asked you guys if you wanted to do it. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much of a story either. Just I've always listened to radio. I've always listened to podcasts and. Eli over here asked me one day, he's like, hey, you want to do the podcast? And I said, sure, why not? Let's do it. Uh, ditto me. Yeah, this, I've always, I mean, I always wanted to do it, but Eli started his show last year, and then it, it made me really want to do it too. And I thought, well, Eli's doing a great job. I feel like I could do something like this too. I mean, I'm no technical wizard. Like Eli, Eli knows how to run all the <laughs> microphones here. He's got everything set up. He's, he, he bought the equipment. Um, so Eli's our real production man. Um, so props to you, Eli, for all that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's been, um, even though I know how to run all of it, it's still, 
it's nothing without the actual content. And so, which we deliver in spades. <laughs> we'll get there in the future. This is just a pilot. Yeah, we don't know if we've been picked up by the network yet. So, <laughs> got to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. How was your guys' spring? Boring. I managed to get sunburned again in February. <laughs> multiple times. You sent <laughs> multiple snaps of you sunburned. Yeah, I'm about as pale as can be. <laughs> uh, yeah, the semester flew by. Graduated college. Still sunburned on my hands. They really are red. Yeah, it hurts. No, it's pretty good. I'm glad to hear that the highlight of your semester was you getting sunburned. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to do, you know, just hang out with friends, work, go to school. But like, I don't know. COVID learning doesn't feel like actual learning, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm used to the whole e-learning thing now over Zoom, but it's definitely not the same thing. Um, I know several people that have had a hard time adjusting to that, and I feel kind of bad because like, I can do it, but I, uh, I'm also prone to uh, playing games in class now and and Googling stuff and other tabs and not paying attention. It's just super easy to get distracted. When you have the entire like- internet at your fingertips... You know, because when you're in class, sometimes you have your laptop open, but only sometimes. Yeah. And like usually, you know, I mean, it's like high school where the teacher's like mandating it. Like, you can't be on there. Go Guardian. Yeah. Block that. Close your tabs for you. Oh, my God. Our high school went crazy with that. Um, But anyway, college. Yeah. College is a lot more liberating than high school. And that's nice. I think we all prefer high or excuse me, prefer college to high school in that regard. And that there's no like overzealous recess supervisors as well. <laughs> there's just a lot more freedoms to be yourself. And I don't know. I just really like that because it's it's nice to not have to be controlled or whatever, you know. So both of you are grads now. How does that feel? That's weird to say. I I know I'm numb about it. Alex the other night, he can attest to this, but he's he's also feeling like really like WTF. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I'm, I'm only home for a few weeks before I go back down um, for summer classes to finish up before, like, I'm technically graduated. But moving out, or, you know, moving out in air quotes, but packing up my stuff yesterday to come home, like, just my clothes and stuff. Just the overwhelming feeling I got was like, you know, I'm only coming home for a few weeks, but then after that, I'm packing all of it up for good, and chances are I'm not coming back. And it just feels so weird to me, because that's all I'm used to. You know, the past three years of college, that's been my routine, is just moving into my room, putting all my stuff up. Yeah, making myself at home. And are you are you excited it. about it, or is it kind of like mixed emotions? Like, like you're excited. How do I it's, phrase this? You're you're excited. You like you had a lot of fun, and you're sad that it's over. But you're also excited for like what's next. It's bittersweet. I think yeah, everyone we'd all agree with that. Um, as like. College is college is fun, and obviously it became routine because we were, well, me and Alex did it for three years because of we had dual credit, so we didn't have to do the full four. 
uh, go dual credits. Get them, get them while you can. Do it. They're Absolutely awesome. Do it. They're worth it. I walked out of senior year with 45 college credits. So if I can do it, then you can do it. <laughs> Chill, youth out there. Yeah. That's my inspiring message know. of the day. Just like Cameron said, it does feel bittersweet. I don't, I don't know. Like I know I'm 21 and I'm an adult and I'm out of college. I'm a college graduate now, but like I'm almost not ready to like to go move on to the next step. Right. Like I'm gonna have to find a full time job and probably find an apartment wherever I go. Oh God, finding a place to live by yourself. Ah, well, I've been doing that. That's, I yeah. had a single room throughout college, but yeah, know, true. I can I see how a that's a lot job to manage rent and bills and groceries and everything. It's just. I don't. I don't know, man. It just feels weird. It's, it's a like, lot to think about. I, like I was had a panic attack the other day, so you know, go college. Woo! <laughs> yeah, sign up for college. It'll bring you all the anxiety, <laughs> but it's fine. You'll make a whole bunch of friends, and it's totally worth it. I promise. Yeah, I I moved all my stuff out last Tuesday, and which was not an easy task. It was a lot of stuff all the way from Arizona. Yeah, you had what five states to cross. So we're here, we're, we're recording this in Illinois. I went to school out in Arizona. So yeah, we ended up moving all my stuff home uh, via car, which I've never <laughs> been in a, a car. Prius, for, no less. And a Prius. Well, no, it was not the uh, Prius. My dad drives a Prius. We did not use the Prius because <laughs> we would not have fit half of my stuff. If we you would have got better uh, gas mileage, though. <laughs> we would have gotten far. We would have we helped Mother Nature. Um, but yeah, we, crossed, we had to cross through like New Mexico Texas, uh, Oklahoma, uh, Missouri to get yep. back here. It was a 24 hour drive. Um, so it was a long time alone with my parents. Um, that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, I can't stress that enough. Um, but anyway, I was going to say that moving out on Tuesday last week, it was weird because it's like I went from my normal schedule, you know, classes and work and all that. And then that day, I just got all my stuff together. And then by that night, left. And, like, it just happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still haven't really processed it. But it really, I mean, I know it's cliche to say it's, like, the the first day. What is it? The first day of the rest of your life. Is that how it goes? There's, there's like, a saying like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what I feel like the next day because it's, like, man. And I'm not even technically graduated yet. I have summer classes, but <laughs> for for the all intents and purposes, I'm graduated as in I'm not going back in person to yeah. school. Right. Like I go to college in Oklahoma, so I got to walk in my ceremony the other day. But Which I'm was cool. I thought that was neat too. that they did on the football field. Yeah. It was, was really fine, cool. Except the football field's about a thousand degrees. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about and that. Sunny as can possibly be on Saturday. And my ceremony was at 12.30 p.m. And oh. it was so hot that when I walked up the metal ramp, like to go on the stage and get photos taken, I could feel the heat <laughs> from the metal ramp through my shoes. Radiating. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of agree with Cameron on this one, too. Like, it just doesn't feel real. And I agree with what you said about how moving out just flies by. Because I was hanging out in town yesterday and then went and packed up a good chunk of my clothes and that took maybe a half hour to do and clean my room and everything and then it was like boom you know all my clothes are in my car ready to come home and that's just where i'm gonna live the rest of my life well that's very optimistic thank you bud and your car yeah i have a nice car you got a problem with it 
It's an <laughs> all right car. I mean, <clears throat> says the person who still doesn't have a car. <laughs> I don't need a car. I ride. I ride my bike everywhere. I'm very responsible. I treat the earth like I drive a Prius. <laughs> I learned that from my dad. Well, uh, having done some research for my CSR class, I'd like you to know that corporate social responsibility for yeah. the uninitiated. Yes, it is corporate <laughs> social responsibility. CSR. Um, not anyway, CPR. no, that's totally different. Not my field of expertise. Um, yeah, so I'd like you to know that riding your bike, uh, the production of your vehicle. Uh, is three-fourths of the carbon emissions in the production process. So there, ha. Huh. You're telling me that riding my bike contributes to three-fourths of carbon emissions? No, I'm saying the production of your bike. There's like the production process, like the design. Or the and, manufacturer. Yeah, that. Yeah, good. I'm, you're not good. I'm not good with words. <laughs> I get you. Uh, that's, that's something I guess the viewers out there could learn. I did not know that. So bringing the education. I can third that. That feeling of it happening quickly. I I still have one more year. I'm going into my senior year. But I mean, your year flew by too, though. And right. yeah, and like one day, I'm attending class. I well, I had a night class, so 9:30 p.m. I leave class, and then the next day at 11:30, all my stuff's out in the in my car, and we're leaving. And it's like such a fast turnaround that it just feels, it's like, did this, like the year's really over already? Yeah, wait till next year when you're uh, doing it for good. For the end, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's definitely very, it's an odd feeling. Speaking of moving out, uh, did you have room for all your other stuff after, what was it, 72 bottles of Oh, you want me to tell that story? Oh, please. Okay, please I'll tell us how you held on to all your campus <laughs> dollars, your Gorlock bucks, and <laughs> you had to spend them all at the end. It's it's quite hilarious. I'll tell this story. Um, Is that bottle I see right there one of the 72? This bottle of Gatorade right here that I'm drinking is one of the 72 bottles that I purchased. Sponsored by Gatorade. Not, hashtag not sponsored. No. <laughs> We're looking for a sponsorship. Uh, if you know anyone out there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> anyway, um, so Friday, I go right before the class. So it's a 5.30 to 9.30 class. It's a four-hour class. But that's because it's a class based on documentary, or no, comedy filmmaking. And so we have to discuss stuff, and then we watch a movie. And it's also only an eight-week class, which is why it's longer. And so I go ahead of time to get food from the on-campus restaurant, I guess you call it, because I was trying to use up the last of my Gorlock bucks as, the, as our campus's currency. And what I didn't know is every time you spend a Gorlock buck, you get a point, right. whatever that means. And so I purchased 200 Gorlock bucks at the beginning of the year, I think. And for a while, I just didn't eat on campus. Like, I cooked a lot of my own food or I ate out. And so then at the end, I was like, oh, shoot, I need to use all these up. Well, is it like roll? Is it like use or lose it, essentially? It rolls over semesters, but it doesn't roll over years. Same with our campus dollars. Yeah, we call them maroon and gold bucks because <laughs> that's our colors. Um if you can guess where I go to school, then I will give you uh, a cash prize. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think I've said it yet, but there you go. So, so I go and I purchase, I purchase my food. I eat dinner. And upon purchasing my food, the guy didn't say anything to me about being near the end. So I was like, oh, I better go check and see how many I've left. Well, I didn't realize that every time you spend a buck, you get a point. And so, and I'd only spent a hundred Gorlock bucks, but I got a hundred points for all those. Did so I never tell you that? Nobody that ever told points? me that. And so you're racking up points every time you spent your money. Yeah. And so I had a hundred Gorlock bucks and a hundred points left over the Friday before, like the day before move out. Can you explain? Because I'm still kind of confused on this. What's the difference between a buck and a point? I have zero clue. That'd be like okay. if David and Busters... no one ever explained it. That'd be like if Dave and Buster's didn't display the the points you had left on your player card. Just expected you to figure it out. I've never been to Dave and Buster's. It's so. really fun. I went there for my 21st birthday. I shout out D and B's. Um, it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So I go up after I finish eating, and I was like, "Hey, can you check and see how many bucks I have left?" And he's like, "Yeah." So he swipes my car, and he's like, "You have a hundred bucks and a hundred points." And at first, I'm thinking. What in the world are points? <laughs> no one ever explained these to me. But that totals out to basically $200. And this is the night before. This is also 10 minutes before my class starts. And so the guy goes, well, we have we have bulk sizes of drinks that you can buy. And I was like, well, that's better than buying like 50 bags of chips or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, well, what do you have? And he's like, well, the line started getting long at this point. So the guy's like, let me check these people out. And then I'll come over and I'll help you. So in the meantime, I go back and I try, I start looking around to see what they have. I, I was like, okay, well, and he told me what the prices were. So I was like, okay, and get about three, uh, what do they call them? 24 packs? Yeah, pallets. but they're not pallets, but uh, cases. And get three cases of drinks, which is 24 in each case. And so I was like, okay, I'll take two Gatorades, and I guess I'll get this one that has got that has some Serum Mist, and my dad likes Mountain Dew, so I'll do like half Serum Mist, half Mountain Dew. And I pick those out, and then I look, and the line is like six people long. Okay, this is now five minutes before my class starts. So I was like, okay, so I carry these, so I carry them over the cash register, and I get in line. One minute before my class starts, the guy's checking me out. So I check out, I still had like 30 points left or something, but I was like, screw it. I can't use these. Right. And the guy's like, well, someone else just bought some cases. So, and she took, they had like a little flatbed roller cart so that you could push it back to your uh, apartment or dorm. And I was like, he's like, you can, uh, you can borrow that when she comes back. And I was like, well, I don't have time for that. So I was like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, I was like, this is a four-hour class, so 9.30, everything's going to be closed by the time I get out of class. So I was like, okay. So I just picked up all three cases of drinks and walked slash ran slash skipped as fast as I could to class, skipped. which, by the way, my hip still hurts from that. How is, this, how is skipping with 72 bottles of I was like trying so to good. I was trying to run, <laughs> but I hurt. couldn't quite run, so it was like a walk skip type thing i bet i look stupid and so then i i finally get to class well then i have to open the door so i set the drinks down on the steps and i take them in one by one okay well i take the first one in come back out take the second one in 
But when I take the second one in, I guess the bottom case was not quite proportionally sat on the step and tipped over and 24 bottles of Gatorade <laughs> went spilling all over the parking lot. This is now five minutes after my class started. Were they not packaged in? So I'm like already late. Wrap? Only one of them had plastic wrap around it. What is your campus doing? So, hold on. When you say spilled, do you mean like the bottles themselves, like the caps opened up and the liquid no. went everywhere? No, I think if that okay. happened, you they wouldn't just, be drinking one right now, bud. They, they just rolled <laughs> all over the so place. It was one case, not two. <laughs> they just rolled all over the place, and it was a pain to pick up. But I finally picked them up. I carried them inside, and then I carried all three of them up to. We have to do daily, like they have people sitting at the entrances to take your temperature. And so I told the temperature lady, I was like, hey, I'm already late for class. Can you watch these? Or I didn't really say watch, but I was like, I'm going to leave these here. I'm going to come back for them after class. I just want to let you know why I have three cases of drinks. I'm going to leave these here for four hours. Do you mind? <laughs> exactly. She's like. Don't touch. And she looked at me like with this really weird face. Say She's like. Janitor. Oh, okay. I'll put your name on it. So she wrote a little card with my name and stuck it in one of the cases. So I finally got a class and it's 930 and I'm like, great. Now I have to figure out how I get three cases of drinks back to my apartment. Can you explain for the average viewer how far away or listener? Oh, yeah, that's a good uh, idea. How far away is the building from your apartment slash dorm? I'd say a good at least three quarters of a mile, close to a mile. I'm like. I'm like, I'm going to just absolutely destroy my back if I try to carry these. And it's going to take forever because I'm going to have to take breaks. And so I was like, what, what am I going to do? I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go back and get my car. But the building's obviously locked. I'm inside the building, but once I go out, there's no getting back in. So I had to leave three cases of drinks sitting outside the building. Then I proceeded to walk back, grab my car, I drove my car back, and at 9.45 in the back parking lot under a street light, I was loading cases of drinks into my car, which I bet didn't look suspicious at all. That looked great. Yeah. It looked like you descended your finals and you're celebrating, I bet. <laughs> I, uh, I had to do something similar my freshman year um, before me or my close friends that I knew at the time, before any of us had a car on campus, we, uh, we had to walk places. And it felt like the good old days. <laughs> so uh, we, I needed water. So we walked down the street to the local Fry's. And Fry's is a grocery store in Arizona, um, in case you don't know. But um, maybe like a half, maybe three quarters of a mile away. Um, but I got two 24 packs of water. And I don't even know how I did it. But I carried those all the way back both cases and let me tell you my arms were stinging for like a week <laughs> at least a week um i don't know how i did it um but that was my workout for the week yeah it's getting water which is a basic human need no kidding so it's ridiculous um i wouldn't have had to do it if the tap water and glendale was uh drinkable but it's not good it doesn't taste good it's it doesn't taste fresh so yeah make sure you use your use up anyway i was trying to use up all my points because it just goes back to the college i'm like i'm not just gonna give them free money but then i ended up <laughs> i ended up being late to class and i had three cases of drinks to deal with anyway that's that story i totally just remembered that 
part of our part of my meal plan got rolled over uh from spring 2020 when they sent us home early because of covid and if we didn't use it up by the end of the semester we lose it so i just lost like 10 odd bucks to <laughs> school i think at least it's only fine. 10 10 dollars yeah, it's it, yeah it's fine i blew through as much of it as i could so we're good that'll probably buy you like what like a, a water bottle <laughs> on your campus or something so mine's crazy like it's like it's like seven bucks for that, a, a 12 pack of know. soda that's what like the little convenience store on campus charges eight bucks for a pack of oreos okay you have so... it way worse than me <laughs> i think ours is about like six for an oreos so wow they really charge you I don't think my stuff's that expensive. Keyword convenience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Same reason everything is so expensive at a baseball game. Yeah, that's uh, I call that the the, the uh, hostage factor. <laughs> what? Because like you pretty much can't escape. I mean, you can, oh, but you're not okay. gonna. I get what you're saying. You're not gonna do that, you know. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. You're not, you're to... not gonna leave Bush Stadium to go to that. The overpriced restaurant around the corner. Yeah, I mean nobody goes to baseball games like not expecting to eat. Like, you know, I don't know how to phrase that better, but like, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they know you're gonna buy at least some food because you're there for at least three hours if it's a normal game, and then if there's extra innings, yeah. maybe another hour, and then let's say it's a double header, you're there for like almost you know a, a third of the day. You're gonna have to eat or you're gonna die, or, or you're at least gonna have to buy a drink. Yeah. Which is like Especially way, way, way overpriced. Yeah. It's um, ridiculous. I, Eli over here, one time we went for, I think, his birthday. We went to oh, this see is a Cardinals good story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember this very clearly because we joke about it all the time for God knows what reason. But <laughs> it was funny. That's why. It's uh, He got, I think it was a pulled pork sandwich. Um, it's like 13 50 maybe like 14 bucks. Um, and it didn't come with like any barbecue. <laughs> It was like just dry, like dry meat. The on driest a bun. pork sandwich I've ever ate. It looked that dry. It looked sad. That and fries. That's and then all it was. Didn't even doesn't even count for a drink. Can you imagine that? No napkins either, if I remember correctly. Yep. Well, that's I okay. forgot napkins. They didn't have barbecue sauce, so you probably didn't need napkins that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, plans for the summer, besides work, I guess. Uh, yeah, the, I just started my new job today, actually, so uh, I'm working at a library. It's my second library. Um, so yeah, You're a library rock star now. I'm a librarian, except I'm not, because that's <laughs> actually a separate title for people that actually know what they're doing in a library. <laughs> um, but I work in patron services, um, so I try not to patronize the customers too much. Um, other plans this summer. Yeah. Uh, doing this show, obviously. Um I plan on going, uh, traveling up to Michigan and down to Missouri um, to see a couple friends that are living in both respective states. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I'm also taking some summer classes. So, like, I haven't totally graduated yet. But, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I got two classes I got to take to uh, knock out my English major. Um, but, yeah. Same for me. Just work and summer classes and see my girlfriend and my friends and everything. And then once August hits, who knows? Family trip? Not that I know of just yet, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we're. I'm excited to do this show. Um, yep. 
I'm also going to be doing some work. And uh, I don't know if I've talked about it. I think I've talked about this before on the O Show. But uh, I do a lot of woodworking, so I'm excited to be back in my garage. And I have some plans, some projects planned alongside my grandpa. So I'm going to be working on those. And we're also, we're going to Michigan to go camping. So that'll be fun. And we might be going down southern Illinois to to the Shawnee National Forest to do camping oh. and hiking and rock climbing maybe. So Okay, that sounds fun. Got some things planned. It's nice to be able to plan stuff again. Yeah. I should go places and feel safe. We've talked about the three of us planning a road trip. Um, we talked about going up to uh, Toronto, but uh, I don't know where Someday. that lies. One day. Okay. When we can actually cross the border again. Get your COVID vaccines, folks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all vaccinated. So um, if you want to come watch us live, record this. <laughs> let us know. You can RSVP. <laughs> we'll put a link down there in the, the description. The shot is brutal. It'll a live you feel no. for 24 okay. hours, but you'll be fine you, afterwards, you, so it's worth it. You don't want to scare them off. I'm just being honest. It might not <laughs> affect you. That's true. But I it affected both of us. So. <laughs> well, we both had COVID, and I read that like the second dose can make you feel worse if you've actually had COVID. Because your body anyway. knows how to to process the stuff. For Thank, lack you, of Mr. Scientific Medi- Thank you, Mr. Medicine Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got Moderna, and uh, yeah, the first shot did nothing. It was great. I only was a little sore. Second shot, though, on the other hand, I uh, got quite sick the day after. Um, headache, body aches, chills, little nausea. Yeah, I. Uh, it was only like 24-hour bug, though, so that was nice. But I had to work that day, and not that my job involved too much involves too much work because I worked at a library, but uh, I had to stare at a computer screen for a few hours, and uh, that did not make my headache feel any better. Yeah, I remember I didn't get out of bed at all that day. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> And, well, I'd force myself to get out of bed eventually because I had laundry to do. And then I guess I slept through my timer I'd set so I knew when to get out of bed and get my laundry <laughs> out of the dryer. So I woke up at like 40, 45 in the morning and felt just fine. And I was like, oh, well, I guess it's not 1030 anymore. So I slept through my alarm. Better get my laundry out of the dryer so it's not all wrinkled. You got yeah. your laundry at 445 in the morning? I sure did. And I am <laughs> proud of that fact. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, I just I dozed in and out of golf for a whole day, as and Eli is prone to doing because he uh, he oh, loves it's golf. So relaxing, but he also likes sleeping to golf. He likes the the uh, what's you, it called? You watch for about Nocturnal an hour, quality. sleep for an hour, wake up, it's still on. Watch for an hour, sleep for an hour. It's an it's an infinite cycle. You can do that for eight hours. It's perfect. It's about how long a golf tournament takes. <laughs> one day yeah maybe 20 hours that's what it feels like at least so on a music related topic (laughs) all three of us are music enthusiasts i would say and uh i just finished a guitar restoration project i my dad uh had this old junior guitar that he played when he was i think my a little younger than me and he took guitar lessons for a while and then just kind of gave, gave up on it. And But he kept his junior guitar, and it had become 
kind of like just a child's play toy. It had marker all over it. Some of the strings were broken. The <laughs> the tuning pegs, some of them had chipped off. The paint job looked awful. And so I took the whole thing and we ended up veneering the whole top and sides. And then I stained the whole thing and repainted it and put installed new uh, tuning machines on it. And Cameron played it the other day and I'm pretty happy with the way it came out. It looks great. It looks way better. It's like those, uh, it's like exercise ads where there's a before and after picture. (laughs) The after looks way better than the before. (laughs) It was a lot of fun to do. And I learned a lot along the way, which is fun because one of my woodworking projects this summer is, uh, I got a ukulele kit for Christmas. So I'm going to be building my own ukulele this summer. And a lot of the stuff's like, like all the wooden stuff's pre pre made. Like it's all it's all pre bent. But I still have to put the whole thing together, and that's gonna be a fun learning experience. But doing this guitar kind of helped prepare me for that. Because the ukulele's smaller, so it might be a little more intricate. Yeah, right? it's gonna be a yeah. Everything's a little tighter. All the angles and bending and curves and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, and after we come back from the break, we have two fun segments, This or That. Well, we hope. (laughs) They should be fun. We have This or That, and then hilarious headlines right after that. Stay tuned. All right, we're back, and it is time for a segment of This or That. First one, nice car or nice home interior? I don't have either. <laughs> no, which would you I, prefer? Okay, let's say you just the okay, interior. Or, okay, you, you win the lottery. Okay, and it's like, do you want a nice car, or do you want a nice? Let's say nice car, nice home. Oh, I'd say home, because a home is worth more and it costs more. I mean, I just feel like that's the sounder economic choice. Um, you can get a pretty nice car for a low twenty k's. But a nice home would cost you over 100 ks I mean, depending on your Way market. More than that. More than that, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to also go nice home, kind of for the same reasons. Like, I want my home to be good and not fall apart. And, like, cars are expensive to fix, but they're way cheaper than fixing a home. And I feel like you can drive a not-so-nice car, but I feel like living in a not-so-nice home would drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. like, my car's over a decade old now and it's had a bunch of repairs because whoever owned it before me got in a wreck i don't know it just i mean it runs the home fine. is an investment yeah i mean and the, the car is just going to depreciate right it depreciates. Home just matters more as soon as you drive it off the lot the car depreciates a quarter of, it, of what you paid for yeah, it. it's so insane but a home not necessarily if you keep good care of it okay so. next one what's worse laundry or dishes Definitely dishes. Um, I think dishes are objectively more disgusting. Um, my girlfriend would definitely say that as well. She hates doing dishes. I'm always the one that has to do the dishes. And I sometimes do her dishes even because she hates it and she lets them pile up. Um, laundry, I feel like, is kind of relaxing, especially when you're taking stuff out of the dryer. And like, especially when it's cold out and everything's nice and warm. And you can kind of touch it and 
stuff. <laughs> Dish. <laughs> Dishes, though, you, there's nothing fun about that. Gross food. When it when you like put water when you put water okay. in a bowl and to like are we talking about like hand washing laundry and dishes or like that's what I, mean. I don't know that that's like that's a good question it doesn't specify laundry in like the washer and dryer and dishes the only dishes. satisfying thing about doing dishes is having clean dishes at the end yeah the end but result. doing them is nasty and and it's just like gross touching all your old food and typically i'm lazy and i let them pile up for long periods of time and i don't do them my old roommates if you do that for too long we have fruit flies oh yes well the the problem was i can attest to that like i would eat dinner and then i'd work on like a project and i get so sucked in that i wouldn't clean the dishes and it's like well now i'm just gonna go to bed and i don't feel like doing dishes anyway they're they seem like always a nuisance but then again i haven't done much laundry so I I'd say neither are fun, but laundry is more relaxing and less gross. So I pick laundry. Yeah, Eli, I kind of go the same way as you do. I also have a tendency, like instead of letting my dishes pile up, I let my laundry pile up sometimes, and then I'll just be like, "Oh, I'm out of." And then clothes. you have nothing to wear. <laughs> I need oh, to do my laundry. Not undies. <laughs> Going commando today. <laughs> All right. Ooh, this is a good one. Bath or shower. A uh, shower for me because I like I used to love taking baths, but now I'm just like, man, I'm just really just wallowing in my own filth. Yeah, they're kind of gross. I mean, I I don't know any scientific research on it, but I feel like it's there's more germs involved with a bath than a shower. If I had to guess, take a swing at it. So I say shower. Also, that's just what I always do is a shower. I mean, I'm not like. Like a girl, you know, listening to Taylor Swift, drinking rosé in the bath. You know, it's not <laughs> what I usually do. I just, an I'm in and out example. of the shower. I'm also going to say shower, but not in a weird way like Cameron. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't taken a bath since I was like 9 or 10 maybe. But like hot water in a shower is always going to be hot. Unless you shower for too long, then the hot water runs out. But like in a bath wouldn't the hot water like theoretically cool off it gets cold and yeah. then you can't do anything about it and if you because it's if already you poured bathe, you get all pruny and your fingers get all wrinkled <laughs> that's Ugh. true i mean that happens to me in the shower too but not as bad the, you're weird <laughs> the only time i i would vote bath is <sighs> there's a couple times like okay a couple times i like after a day of skiing or when i used to play baseball and we'd play like three games in one day and you come back and you're just drenched in sweat and you're all your muscles hurt laying in hot water with like bubble bath suds is somewhat relaxing until it gets cold and and then it's just awful because you're laying in your own filth and cold water and sweat which is why i still would take a shower yeah but every day i take a shower i'm i don't even know when the last time was i took a bath I will say with baths, though, you can use bath bombs, and those are the bomb.com. <laughs> They're, they make your bath a lot more fun. Also, if you have a rubber ducky, because uh, I, t- I was telling Sydney, my girlfriend, <laughs> about how I really wanted a rubber ducky. And I, I, I said I'd, I would take more baths if I had a ru- rubber ducky. So she bought me like an eight pack of like multicolored rubber duckies. Um, so those are probably going to get some use this summer. Um, 
Also, just like if you pour some like Epsom salts in, like I don't know, it's kind of nice. Yeah. You know. Can I? Can we take this question and like turn it on its head? Sure. Morning shower or night shower? <sighs> Historically, I'm a I'm a morning shower guy because it it wakes you up. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm gonna second that. Yeah. 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 Me three. I just feel I feel gross if I don't shower in the morning. Like if I shower at night, then my hair gets all crazy in the morning. Right. I'm probably gonna shower yeah. anyway to fix my hair. Which when I had longer hair, it was even worse. My the rat's nest. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if I shower at night, it's normally a second shower. Mm-hmm. Like I went out and did something, and I just want to be feel all nice and clean, and or I just really want to shower. The only time I don't take a morning shower is when I work at the golf course because I have to get up at, at five, like 5.30 or like 5.15 in the morning. And no can do. And so, and I'm just going to work and I'm going to get all dirty anyway. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, it's not even worth it. Just time consuming. And too. it feels so good once you get off work and you come back and take a shower. And also, I don't know about, I feel like a is a shower is that more or less water because i would guess that's less than a bath but it depends on how long your shower is yeah i would think it's more if you're taking like a super long shower because i i like to take showers like for a long time sometimes it's like if it's early in the morning but then my problem is i don't wake up early enough and so i'll take a long shower and then i'll be late for class or whatever okay well that's a very specific problem for you i think (laughs) I think I don't we know all how long we showers all have, you're taking, bud. <laughs> we all have a specific how long, situation. How long showers are you taking? I mean, if it's a quick shower, it's usually like five minutes, but like if it's a long one, it's usually fifteen to twenty, maybe. I don't know. Oh my god. Measure my showers. Fifteen, twenty What's minutes? Wrong with you? Yeah. That's so much water. Well yeah. I mean, if it's like I winter. If it's winter, yeah, I like standing winter, in there cold. for another couple yeah. minutes. There's some people that take longer than that, and it's like, I'd hate to share a bathroom with them. How do you, how does your hot water heater not run out? There's been so many times at my place where our, our our hot water heater broke, and it's it's, oh my god! In the morning, it's the worst. That's the worst. You basically, I've had to take sink showers where it's like you get a washcloth and you stand at the sink and what do your best? (laughs) Yeah. Um, sink shower, it's a thing, because uh, I'm not going to stand in cold Antarctica water, you know, like, I mean, weird. I'm you are so weird. That's not weird. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, well, okay, there's nothing worse. It's than, better to clean than to not clean. There's nothing worse than when, like, you have the hot water turned on, but then it ends up being cold water because, like, the hot water runs out, you know. That never happens to me. I guess I'm taking brief showers and okay, I'm very punctual. Yeah, whatever. Alex whatever. over here is taking... Ooh. Thirty-hour long showers. <laughs> he could probably yeah, I'm read. Showering over for, I'm showering he could for read over the phone a day book straight. the whole time it takes him. To... All right, next one. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Online shopping or shopping in a store? I'm gonna say in store because I like to try stuff on. Like if it's like a clothing store. I guess. I guess. But, this I one's kind of hard because there's online. no qualifiers on it. I'd say almost. Any product it's in stores more fun, and so I'd pick that. If we're talking about if we're taking prices into account, then 
I'd rather save money if it's like a decent margin difference. Then I, that's the only time I'd pick online if there's a decent price difference. But like for the thrill of going to the store and, you know, if it's clothing, especially like Alex said, you want to try it on. Like, you yeah. know, I hate buying clothes online because you, you never know if it's going to fit. You. Everything fits differently. Yeah. Every brand, they need a, they need a universal standard for all clothes. I hate that. These yeah. brands like Tommy Hilfiger large is different from Banana Republic large. It's different from Abercrombie. Like, you know, like screw that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we need like universal standards. I don't understand how it's legal for these companies to have these different standards. It's such a ripoff. I feel like people aren't talking about this enough. Um, and I say, I think we need to write legislation about this. About clothing <laughs> Well, wow, you feel really passionate uh, about this. I've been oh, burned right. a lot, Eli. I mean, he's got a point though. Cause like it's worse for women. Yeah. I was, I've way to steal my thunder there, bud. <laughs> well, my girlfriend tells me all the time that like, she can get the same sizes in like different clothes, but none of them will fit the same. And I don't know how how that's possible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even with what Cameron said too, like just the thrill of going to a store, you know, after yeah. COVID being locked down for years, months or whatever. Yeah, that like question is more relevant yeah, than ever right now. A, it is a treat. It's a blessing. It's like we take so much for granted, and mm-hmm. that, that's changed my perspective. Yeah. And when you have all these like big box stores closing for good, you got malls closing, it's it's like sad, you know? The only time I gravitate towards online is like random if like knickknacky things. Worldwide pandemic. Or that. <laughs> yeah. But like if I need what's a good example? Okay, for example, I bought a little headphone splitter for this podcast. It just first thing came to my mind because it's sitting here and I bought that on Amazon because I would have no clue where to even start looking for that in a store. Like what store would sell it or if a store did sell it like Best Buy or something, it'd probably be way more expensive than buying it online. But like clothes or clothes or big items I need to purchase definitely in store is better it's also fun to just like browse around because sometimes you find stuff that you would never find just looking online yeah for sure i mean all right we're gonna wrap up this or that with passenger or driver in terms of a car i'm i'm assuming by the question i prefer driving i like i just like driving like you know, I drove back from Oklahoma today, like two hours before we started this podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> I like back. driving. Yeah. Thank you. Woohoo. Go me. Um, I like driving. I just think it's fun. I don't like spending money on gas, but, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, I like being the passengers, just looking out the windows, not having to worry about all these other drivers around me who don't know how to merge at Cameron. <laughs> not adding you because you don't know how to merge, but because you've told me you've had recently people who don't know how to merge when you were driving near them yeah and the people the drivers in arizona i just want to say uh, yeah you guys are just horrible on the road sometimes it's fun just to like put the earbuds in and like take a nap or just look out the window and yeah i'd but i also especially on road trips places that i haven't seen before sometimes it can be fun driving but like driving roads you've already driven before gets gets annoying. 
I say out of all the questions, I say this is the one, the one I'm most split on because I feel there's different circumstances where I'd enjoy it. Because um, I driving can yeah. be stressful. So I don't like driving somewhere new a lot of the time because I, I don't know where I'm going. And that can be kind of fun if it's like rural area. But like if it's like city driving, I don't like that. I'd rather be a passenger because I, it's stressful. Um, but I say whoever gets to choose the music because if you're a passenger in someone else's car, you might not get to choose the music, and that's no yeah, that's fun. That's a big factor. So I'd say driver in those circumstances for sure. Yeah, like kind of going off what you said. Like I remember I was coming back home from college one time. And I have to drive through Tulsa on my way back home. And I ended up having to take the wrong exit because people wouldn't let me move over. And like kind of what Cameron said, like driving through a city you're not familiar with is very, it's not scary, but it's like overwhelming. Yeah. Because like when I go through Tulsa, I take like the same interstate pretty much all the way through. That'll get me onto the other state I need to get on. So, you know, I take the same road the entire time every time and so i'm not familiar with most of tulsa because i don't drive through most of tulsa so i had to take that wrong exit the one time and then it was a pain trying to find my way back and it was just stressful so there's my two cents yeah i agree i would agree with that all right you want to move on yeah i've had enough of this (laughs) good start to the show all right we're moving on it's time for hilarious headlines here we go All right, we're back with hilarious headlines, and I'm going to share first. This comes from the HuffPost.com. Football fish from the deep washes up on shore, and it's really freaky. A beach visitor made the exceedingly rare find of a Pacific football fish that had washed up on shore at Crystal Cove State Park in Orange County, California on Friday. It's a type of anglerfish that dwells thousands of feet below the surface. And there's this really crazy, creepy picture. Oh, I know what this is. Isn't this the fish from uh, Nemo? Show us. The, the one that holds the light out. That, like anglerfish? The one that holds the light out over its head. I think that's an anglerfish, isn't sure it? sure looks like it. Yeah, and it's got the really creepy teeth. The fish isn't uncommon in the ocean's dark depths, but it's highly unusual to see it perfectly preserved on a Southern California beach, said the fishing company. The first spine of its dorsal fins serves as a funky overhead lamp. Oh, I was right. Serves as a funky overhead lamp with a fluorescent bulb on the end to attract its prey. It is reported that it was... It has an 18-inch carcass. And a fun fact about the Pacific football fish, males are up to 10 times smaller than females and fuse themselves to their mate to serve as an easily accessible soy... (laughs) Okay, maybe I don't want to share this. No, keep going. You're (laughs) already this far. To serve as an easily accessible source of sperm, according to the California Academy of Sciences. There you go. So yeah, a fish, a fish, a fish, <laughs> a fish that typically lives thousands of feet below the water, washed up on shore, and it's the same one from Nemo. If you guys have seen it, it's called a, a football fish. Football fish. 
I don't know why. It doesn't really look like a football. Go Steelers. My next story is... With the AFC North rivalry going on here. <laughs> Bengals versus Steelers fan, and I'm not liking being in the middle of this. <laughs> as long as the Patriots lose, I really don't care that much, though. <laughs> Boo. Well, they're not that good anymore. Yeah, see you, Brady. All right, my next story is about a roller coaster. And the headline reads, they were stuck atop Britain's tallest coaster and they had to walk 200 feet down. They had to walk down? Yeah. Thrill seekers at a theme park in the UK got a little more than they bargained for this week when their roller coaster got stuck near the top. Eventually, and there's footage on here that shows them, but they had to be escorted off the big... The big one is what it's called at Blackpool Pleasure Beach by foot, step by step, carefully down a steel staircase in the open air from the rides from the rides near 213 foot summit. Oh, that's horrible. I can't even imagine that. The big one was the tallest and fastest coaster in the world when it opened in 1994. And it has it has since been surpassed. The current tallest is King. King Da Cad at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. It is more than twice as high at 456 feet. But as the footage shows, the group of people got stuck 15 stories up and had to walk down an open air staircase. That's creepy. That's yeah. That's terrifying. Even if I you even if you're not afraid heights. of heights, that's well, still. I mean, oh God, I don't even. Ugh. I love roller coasters, but you know, it's it's not that scary because like it's just like woo, you go right through it. But can you imagine being stuck? We're having to walk and fifteen then, stories down on an open air staircase. That's horrible. All right, moving on. What do you got, Alex? So my headline's not that hilarious, but Eli, yours wasn't very hilarious. That kind of just made me shiver <laughs> yes, a little. Yeah, a little <laughs> Both of them did. It was weird. <laughs> Both of your stories scared me a little. Well, I'm just going to kind of get people up to date on the cicada invasion. That's uh, going to be coming up here in a couple weeks. That's a weird news. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, or actually, you're seeing according to this article, um, that says the invasion will start here in early May. So watch out. Uh, so apparently Brood 10, which is one of 15 periodical cicada broods found in the United States, uh, will come out of the ground by the billions. Yep. Billions? Billions. With a B. Yep. With a B. B as in boy. B as in boy. And so they haven't been seen in 17 years. And that's just freaky because 17 years is a long time. I'm 21. So the last time these things made an appearance. I was four years old. And scientists really, I'm sorry to interject, but scientists no, really don't know why 17 years. They still haven't figured that out, why that's why that time interval. So are these different than normal cicadas? Uh, no cicadas are normal, to be honest. They're all weird. Um, well, yeah, they all look crazy. <laughs> but it seems to me, like, just kind of looking through this article, is that, like, m- there's different like broods or breeds of cicadas and they all come out at different times and it seems to be that like these things called periodical cicadas which is like this, the ones that are coming out this year they either come out like 13 or 17 years apart so there's like some we see every year but it's usually just like a certain species or a certain, a certain brood if that makes sense hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm just not looking forward to That's it. That's so creepy. Well, cicadas I mean, the, it's not like they're harmful. They're just kind of annoying they're and very loud. They're loud, and that's why I'm not looking forward <laughs> to it, because there's going to be billions of them in 15 different states, including our very own Illinois. Will be. Oh, yay. Our, our friend Harrison's going to be overjoyed. Harrison, uh, he loathes cicadas, so I'm sure he's going to go out with a bat or, or a gun or something. and <laughs> I don't know. But he always talks about how he hates cicadas, our friend. So I'm not, I'll probably send him a link to that later. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cameron, what do you got for us? All right, uh, for all our uh, Detroit listeners here, we got a story. Um, <laughs> have you seen a, a street painted blue? No, um, I haven't. Okay, well, the, more. this guy, this pizza place owner, uh, decided he was going to take it to the local government there. He painted part of the street blue because a bunch of people have been parking on this section of street and they've been getting tickets because apparently it's a handicapped spot, uh, but it's not well marked, he says. And so he decided to uh, clear things up by just turning it into a little Smurf zone. <laughs> um, yeah, so this guy, this guy's kind of a local hero, I'd say. Um, his, his pizza place is right across the street and he's been noticing all these people get tickets including out-of-towners that don't know any better. Um, and the reason is because this handicap sign is kind of away from the spot in question. Um, but this handicap sign is supposed to designate four different spots. But it looks like it just represents one. And so a bunch of people are getting tickets. And so he decided to uh, paint it blue. Um, not like the Rolling Stones song, Paint It Black. Uh, this is Paint It Blue. <laughs> Smart. Easily viewable, except to people like me, because I'm colorblind to blue and purple. <laughs> yeah, um, one in one in twelve, uh, one in twelve men has a red green uh, color blindness. Just another fun fact. Huh. I'm throwing them out there. Cool. Well, I'm not one in twelve men, nor am I red green color blind. Well, you're not. You're <laughs> not one in any men. I'm. I am one man. I am myself. Me myself and I. Me myself and I, baby. <laughs> and anyway, this this guy, I just want to comment. He looks a lot like a a, a taller Danny DeVito. He does. I'm looking at the picture right now, and <laughs> he really does, doesn't he? He does. He's like a bigger Danny DeVito, and he literally looks like someone that's like, I don't, I don't care that I painted it blue. I was just trying to help people out. Mm-hmm. He looks like a really nice, funny guy, and um, there's a quote in here. Plus, he makes pizza, and you can't go wrong with pizza. True. Yeah, he says I did the right thing, and I agree. I agree too. All right, here's another story. Uh, this one is for our uh, Romanian listeners out there. <laughs> um, of whom we have many. Shout out to all of our Romanian <laughs> listeners. Yeah, thank uh, you. We love all y'all in Bucharest. Uh, if you live, do you live nearby Dracula's castle? Because if so, uh, you have a vaccine clinic there now that you can go go get vaccinated at. Um, I don't know if any of you knew this. But uh, Dracula's Castle, which is located in picturesque Transylvania, uh, Romanian doctors are offering a jab in the heart rather than a stake through. Excuse me, a jab in the arm. I'm sorry, <laughs> a jab in the arm I was about to rather say. than a stake through the heart. I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> Too late. So we're talking about Romania's uh, Bran Castle or Bron Castle, which is purported to be the inspiration Lord behind Sally. Dracula's home in. Bram Stoker's novel, Dracula. 
So basically, every weekend through May, they're holding these things called vaccination marathons, where they're going to uh, hold them just outside of the 14th century Hilltop Castle, where people can just come in and uh, get, get their vaccination. Um, so, and those people who are brave enough to go through with it, to go near the creepy castle, are going to receive a vaccination diploma, which contains an illustration of a fanged medical worker brandishing a syringe. So that sounds funny, but terrifying. If uh, if you don't have any fear of vampires, uh, I'd recommend it. I think this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Of course, the castle is also open um, for uh, outside of vaccination season um, if you want to visit it. Um, but this is probably your one and only shot to uh, <laughs> to get a shot. <laughs> nice pun at Dracula's <laughs> castle. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? That'd be weird i mean i think i'd rather just go there just tour like but it'd be cool to get a shot there too it'd be cool to say you did it yeah like that's what i was exactly what i was gonna and say. i feel like i feel like it's made out to look creepy but it, it would probably actually be kind of funny at the same time it's described as picturesque so i think it's very pretty as well yeah uh but i want to get my vaccine <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but also, besides the diploma, uh, if if you get your vaccine there, you get free entry to the castle's torture rooms, which contain 52 medieval torture instruments. That's right, 52, one for each week of the year. Yeah, that's going to seal the deal for me. I'm going to go get vaccinated now. <laughs> I mean, people that don't like shots would say that's torture by itself. I mean, um, not going to lie. But... I'm not a big fan of needles, so I kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah, um, but I mean, one. I think what they should do is they should show you the torture instruments before you get the shot. That way, you're less apprehensive about getting the shot. Because after after you've seen like the guillotine or the those the spike things that close in on you, whatever that's things Any called. And all spikes are bad. Are yeah, yes. Stay away from spikes, kids. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Romania. So Romania has had one one million COVID. Uh, infections um and they're working hand in hand with the eu to vaccine vaccinate another five million people by june 1st um so uh i hope that attracts people i really think it will i think it's a really cool idea um this is uh this kind of reminds me i saw the other day uh up in new york there's this vaccination clinic that's offering free beer if you get your shot (laughs) A free drink of your choice, hmm. um, and they've their numbers have like spiked since hmm. they started doing the free beer. So that's one way to get people in. <laughs> yeah. That's one way. Pretty smart, I think. It's a good promotional strategy, and a good way to make sure people get their shots and their shots of alcohol. <laughs> oh, I'm sure y'all have heard about this Chinese rocket booster that fell to Earth the other day. <laughs> Um, so China launched this, uh, rocket booster to launch this, uh, space station. And, uh, so this rocket booster is called the long March five B. Um, and most of the time these rocket boosters are calibrated so that they, they reenter Earth's atmosphere and they burn up normally. But this one, uh, hit, hit the upper earth atmosphere and it got out of whack, um, started spinning. And then started coming down. Um, and so for days last week, people were 
a little afraid, not knowing where it was gonna land. <laughs> um, literally not knowing. Yeah, people yeah. weren't sure if it would land uh, in the Arabian Peninsula, in India, you know, or in the U.S. I didn't even know. I or in the ocean. To like a few hours beforehand. Uh, we didn't really know until right before it happened, which was Saturday night here in the U.S. Um, me and Eli were hanging out, and we found this YouTube live stream that was broadcasting its progress. Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting to watch because it had like it had the its exact path, and it was showing the orbit around the Earth, and it had its altitude, it had all these stats, and I was like, where where did they get these from? And it was continually updating, like altitude, latitude, longitude, time, uh, speed. It was it was rotating at like two hundred eighty five miles per hour, twenty seven thousand kilometers, kilometers per hour. Yeah, so whatever that'd be in miles, I'm not sure. It was going around the Earth. It was going around the Earth once every ninety minutes. That's crazy. That's which is insanely fast. This thing weighs or weighed. 23 tons i should say um so that's about fifty thousand pounds so 23 metric tons metric tons which is yeah fifty thousand pounds so imagine that just crashing into your backyard um <laughs> i mean hey at least you could get that pool built i guess <laughs> in ground i mean yeah it was crazy to watch and i think it ended up landing like right outside of india in the ocean i think it landed- most of it burned up i think most of it end. burned up, but uh, pieces of it landed. Landed, um, I believe, uh, southwestern India, um, near near the Maldives, which is a series of islands near India. Um, so, happy ending to a, a little scary, a scary tale. It was, and it, it was making. Uh, it was. Hit, I mean, they were even discussing it on the radio. That's how uh, intrigued people were with it. It's it's really weird to see something like that like just happen because I remember I went to the Grand Canyon a few years ago, and there was another Chinese rocket that like was burning up in the atmosphere, and I remember my dad and I were out looking out at the Grand Canyon and we saw like this giant fireball just streaking across the sky, and we were like you know what is that you know what's going on here so I looked at I looked it up on like social media after that. And, like everybody in LA was freaking out because they all thought it was some UFO. And then we were—I <laughs> remember finding out it was a Chinese rocket burning up as it re-entered the atmosphere, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Was that like three years ago, in 2018? Let's see, right thereabouts. Yeah, August 2018, I believe. I think July or August. Because so. I believe that um, was. Also, so this thing, this rocket booster that we're talking about just now. Um, it's the fourth largest thing to careen to Earth. Um, but hmm. that that rocket booster you were just talking about, Alex, that's about the same size as this one, I believe. And that was like three years ago. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if it ever came back down or if it all just burned up, but I remember like watching just like just a plume of fire go shooting through the sky. Ugh, so strange. But really cool. Yeah, that's all I had. It's one of those things <laughs> you never really think about it until it's happening, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like kind of scary, but like like 
I didn't I didn't know what to I didn't know whether to be scared or like just kind of watch it with amusement because it was like it could like actually damage like it could actually hurt people and property had it landed like in a large metropolitan area. I was just scared it was gonna like with my luck, I'd be the one guy that comes down and smacks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing because my grandpa turned to me and he goes, Well, 70% of the earth is water, so we got a pretty good chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's an optimistic way to look at it. I mean, it could have been the uh, the Skylab space station, which crashed in Australia in 1979. That weighed 83 tons. Oh, I want, I mean, that's twice. I mean, no, not twice. That's about four times this one. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. That's about 200,000 pounds. Yeah, it's a lot to come crashing down at an extremely high speed, too. I think that, I think it's safe to say that uh, <laughs> you wouldn't need insurance if that thing came crashing down on you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be considered part of like the act of God policies or whatever. I'm saying because you'd be dead. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks for that pessimistic outlook. Well, thanks for sharing that. That was... I I was gonna bring that up, and I'm glad you brought it up because it was definitely one of those random life moments, like a comet or a meteor, yeah. you know. But something that just randomly happens. Except, except it was man-made. Like twenty-three, what was it? Twenty-three metric tons. Yeah, a little scarier than your average comet, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap things up for episode one of the three college guys in the studio podcast thank thanks to everyone who's tuned in all the people coming over from the o show and all the people that are brand new and just found us through searching online thank you for listening and we are going to continue to be posting new episodes of the three college guys in the studio podcast every thursday at 2 p.m on both apple Podcasts and also probably spotify so keep an eye out on there for new episodes. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks again, and we appreciate your support. Yeah, this has been fun. So uh, see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Peace out. Three college guys in the studio.